This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. What if, oh my God, what if Aaron Rodgers get it? What if something happens? Why, why are they doing this? Why are they putting Aaron Rodgers out there? They're doing this because this is what Aaron Rodgers wants. Now, me personally, I don't think the risk is worth the reward. So playing against the giant backups will get the rust off. If for any reason Rodgers ever did get hurt, you will never hear from any of those people ever again. Because if he ever did get hurt, the season's up. With the Jets this year, it's a very bottom line kind of season. Only rule is it's got to work. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I think we've hit on something on this dumb Jeopardy. Like one day a week. You don't tell them who it is, but you, like you'd understand which day it is. Like you, you immediately tune into Jeopardy. If it's a dumb Jeopardy day and all of a sudden, wow, these are really easy questions. And what you could do is you could then use that information to find out about people in your life that maybe you're a little unsure of. I am too smart. I am too smart. Hey, you watch Jeopardy on Tuesday? Yeah. I couldn't get any of the answers. Don't leave the house. Just just sit down. Don't, Don't leave the house. You're fine. Just stay right there. You're not you're not going anywhere, my friend. And there there's things like that you can use, but and I uh, by the way, we I think we're going to unveil the new segment with Harvey and Joe at the end of the show. It's going to be called the leftovers. How do you like that, guys? I think we might need to workshop the name just a little bit, but really? I, I like the idea. Okay. It's going to be it's going to be off top it's not going to be sports stuff per se. It's probably going to be off topic stuff that we just have questions about. Like in the past I have brought up one question that I would have on every job resume. And, and, and if, if the person answered no, interview's over, the person's not getting hired. And that would be, do you have Easy Pass? If you do not have Easy Pass, I'm not hiring you to work at my company. Just, I, just, nothing else you can say can save you. From, by the way, if you're ever in the car and you're driving, not the Easy Pass that you still go through the toll booth, because that could be a little hairy. But if you give yourself enough room where you're going through the easy pass where it's just overhead and you can just go through it, even though people are still slowing down. Jesus, how many years are we going to have to go? But I'm still slowing down. You don't need to slow. It defeats the purpose if you slow down. I'm not saying speed up. You don't have to go 90, but just keep going. But if you ever get one of those, or if you're not driving, you're in the passenger seat. When you do, when you go past the easy pass lane, the people sitting in the easy, look over. I'm telling you, you will never be surprised. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm not going to get myself in trouble in any way. Just look over. And, you, yeah, that, may, that makes sense. All right. Okay. All right. It, it, it will never surprise you. It will always be, yep, yeah, that's the person. There you go. I got it. So uh, we'll do that with leftovers. I have another question for the job, for the job uh, interview. Oh, th- this is a... You're not getting hired if you answer no to this. But it's, much, it's not a yes, no. It's much more of a scenario. So this one, you're going to want to hear this one. We'll probably do that like, what, 1130? Is that when the show ends at noon, right? That's what time we're going up to? This is all new to me. I'm not used to filling in. This stuff. You are going up to noon. That's right. All right, good. All right, let's get more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jacques is in uh, Rockland. Jacques, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, buddy. Um, hey, what's going on, Jack? 
Not much, man. Uh, so, you know, all this week, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, being announced that he's going to start the game against the mm-hmm. Giants, and yeah. then, which was supposed to be, you know, positive to me because I want to see him, you know, get the rust off, as you said before, and, you know, get some throws in in live action. But um, the, the narrative all week has been um, this craziness with, oh, every 10 years, uh, Mark Sanchez, so and so and so and so got hurt versus the Giants, and, should we take that chance and la la la? I'm like, you know, the, the Jets fans need to get out this bed of misery and 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 um, like, how often do we get Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback? And then the first thing people want to come up with is a, a negative thing to think about that we could lose him for this season. I think it's ridiculous. You know, well, me, I'm looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers do his thing tonight, get a couple of series in, a couple of scores. And then walk away happy, and then Zach Wilson comes in, does does the rest of the thing, and Boyle comes in, and you know that's it. Let, let, okay. Let's stop with the negativity and season-ending injuries and Jets misery. You know, it, it makes me sick, and I'm a Jets fan for life. But like, come on, guys, like it, it's getting ridiculous now. Okay, well, well, Jock, look, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be fine. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, I think he'll get in there and he'll have his couple of series. I, I don't really know that you need to to that to shake off the. Are you telling me if he doesn't have that, all of a sudden he goes up against the Bills? He's like, what am I doing? I don't. Everything feels so weird. I think I think he'd be fine either way, uh, and he probably won't get hurt. But it, it's you really can't be too hard on Jet fans who are a little nervous about it. Because it's not just based on some like hypothetical they dreamed up in their mind. It's based on reality. It happened last year. The quarterback got hurt last year in a preseason game. So uh, I agree with you. I think it'll be fine. I don't think that there's reason for for negativity. But at least part of the Jet fan negativity is based on actual experience, actual life. For some, they've never experienced anything but. It would almost be weird if you're a Jet fan who really only knows like the last decade or so or the last uh, 12 years or whatever it is to still be like, no, I really am thinking good things. It would, it would be normal to have that kind of experience and, and look at it uh, at least shaded a little bit on the negative side. Dick is in Yonkers. Dick, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, you are getting smarter. Um, okay. My question, I, you are getting smarter. I appreciate uh, it. My question is, is, is Aaron Rodgers getting the ball out quickly like, say, Tom Brady? If that's the case, then the O-line you know, deficiency is not that important to the, to the team. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, and Dick, thanks for the phone call, that, that Rodgers at his age is going to know every kind of trick in the book to, to avoid sacks and avoid hits and get the ball out quickly. Um, I think that that's fair, but when your concerns are about both tackle spots, it just takes one play to blow things up. So, and again, I I don't really look at, I think the Jets offensive line is not going to implode here and it's going to be this massive Achilles heel throughout the season that just derails the season. But I also don't think that there's ever going to be a part where I feel like, hey, it's solved. We've... Dwayne Brown is at left tackle and Mekhi Becton is at right tackle. We don't even need to talk about it anymore. I think it's going to be one of those ongoing things throughout the course of the season that you're always uh, always a little bit holding your breath. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, pal? Well, good morning. And uh, one comment on the Jeopardy. I also find the questions uh, a little less difficult. Mm-hmm. But I case, I case, you know, they made probably 10 in one day and 
and they bring in people. I pretty much can size up who the win is in the introductions. Have you ever gotten that feeling when they go across the panel? Uh, I don't I don't know that I've ever thought that. I don't watch it regularly enough. I'll stumble across it every once in a while and I'll see if I can get a couple. And the other night I was like, Woof, I was I was hot. I was hotter than a pistol, man. I was I was doing yeah. great. Yeah, it might have been questions might have fallen right into your baby work there. But my, my point is that if it, the final jeopardy was Dolphin's history, or for me, Nick's history, but we probably get the archaeological signings and the findings and stuff like that. But as far as this thing with the Jets, it, uh, you talk about overkill. Do you ever remember any instance of a, a non-regular season game attracting so much attention? I don't know. Spike, thanks for the phone call. I, I, I think that it's happened before. I, I think that there's always reasons for fans to get excited about their team, even when you're going through a, a tough stretch. Like when, when Zach Wilson, I don't remember it specifically. I'm sure when Zach Wilson got his, his first crack, I, I'm sure that that was the case there. Uh, you can always kind of find reasons to get excited about a preseason game. But tonight, yes, absolutely. Getting to see Aaron Rodgers finally out there, not for real, but – He's actually the quarterback of the team. It's not practice. It's not hard knocks. It's not something else. Uh, there, there is definitely interest, even for, I think, the non-Jet fan to see him uh, taking snaps. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Gordon? I agree. You all getting smarter. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Two for yes. I'm getting, I can't wait to tell my wife after the show. Sweetie, everyone thinks I'm getting smarter. No, it's the truth, though. As you age, you know, Jeopardy was a little harder when you were younger. But as you age, you start to see some things. You know, I I, I can totally see that, you know. Okay. And, and like the caller said before, you are doing a phenomenal show. Uh, I, I'll leave the innuendo to the side, you know, but you are doing a phenomenal show this morning. Very interesting because you pulled me out of work. There you go. That's hard to do on a Saturday morning. All right. You know. Now, look, with this, um, with the Jet stuff here, you know, what, what team do you root for, Gordon? I root for the Dolphins. Okay. So you have to understand why there are some of us who think that you know your, your, your algorithm and things like that might wow. have a little bit of sarcasm to them. You know, just a, just a tad. I mean, I don't think that that's a stretch to think that, you know, knowing that you're a Dolphins fan. But I, I, I will admit to you that I don't see the Jets as having – like the nine and eight season and the stuff that other people are talking about, there has been a lot of negativity towards the Jets for whatever reason. You're right about that. And especially from people who are not from New York. So, you know, basically it's like, you know, nobody's going to believe them until they see them do it. Now, I don't think they're going to go 12 and five or 13 and four. I think 11 and five is more realistic, but there's two ways you can get to 11 and five. And one way is going to be a way that's going to still leave me wondering what team I have. If they go out in the first six games, they go two and four, and then they rattle off a lot of wins at the end of the season against lesser competition, I'm still going to be concerned about, you know, the team, you know, in the playoffs and how they'll perform, yada, yada, yada. But one thing you said, and we've talked about this a thousand times, and it boggles my mind. It's like how if everything falls apart or something doesn't go around, let's say they go 10 and 7 and they don't make the playoffs, Rob Salah gets fired. Have you ever in your life seen a general manager get a six-year contract? He's in the fifth year of the six-year contract. They haven't made the playoffs yet. He came in, Adam Gase brought him in. Adam Gase was America's bad guy. He brought him in. He survives Adam Gase as a coach. Then he 
Carlos Pam. She was going to take care of him and strip the team down to the bowl so he could move on from him. Then draft Zach Wilson and then has Aaron Rodgers. That is will be two coaches and three quarterbacks in six years. Has that ever happened in the NFL before? A GM survived that? Uh, I'd, I'd have to go through, and Buddha, thanks for the phone call. I'd have to go through uh, the different uh, organizations, but it would seem kind of hard to believe, right? Like, if you get a second quarterback, that is a lot. That, 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 that doesn't happen when you take a guy as high up uh, as they took. And they already had a guy that was high up, right? And Darnold, when he came in, not that he picked him, but then he got another pick that high up. That didn't work out. And now they're on to... Really, you'd have to say Plan C now. When 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 Joe Douglas got here, Plan A was to to build up Sam Darnold. That didn't work. Plan B was I said earlier that Rodgers was Plan B. You'd have to say Rodgers is at least Plan C. No, you're absolutely right. If for some reason that this Jet season does not fire, they don't miss they don't make the playoffs. They finish nine and eight. They finish you know kind of out of it and and are not really competing for a playoff spot down the stretch. Uh, it, 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 the easy answer is, yeah, the coach has got to go. It's got to be deeper than that because he was brought here uh, to, to remake the organization. And it's great that he's picked some, some really foundational pieces in Joe Douglas. That's great. When, you, when you're picking fourth in the draft, you're supposed to do that. When you're picking tenth in the draft, you're supposed to do that. And even if you go by, all right, what's the best thing? Joe Douglas has done this great in the draft. He had one really great draft. The first year was a, was a wash unless Becton turns out to be a real foundational piece here. And the second year, he, he blew the second pick in the draft. So, no, you're absolutely right. If for some reason this Jets season does not fire, it's bigger than just the head coach. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up 1030 we will uh, maybe introduce some of you for the first time to what I learned on TikTok this week. But let's get some more phone calls in here. Uh, let's go out to uh, Artie is in Brooklyn. Artie, next up on the Gordon Show. Yeah, good morning. Hey, good Artie. Good morning. Um, this is Artie from Brooklyn. I just want to say that I think you are getting smarter also because of the fact that you've been around for a longer amount of years than since you were a kid. So you have more knowledge under your belt mm-hmm. in combination but yes. they're running out of relevant questions. So I believe they're recycling some of their older questions to make things a little bit more interesting so that people aren't thinking they're going into a quagmire. Right. This is about Jeopardy getting dumber. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can, I can tell you, though, hard. I did not see – if they are recycling questions, I can guarantee you I did not see the questions the first time. <laughs> I can tell you that right now because I'm not watching it that regularly. But What do you got on the Jets, Artie? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing with the Giants and Jets, mm-hmm. I believe that is a, because of the, the rivalry of the two two teams in the same city, Jets, Giants, Knicks, Nets, Mets, Yankees, it's always interesting. And I think also that um, getting one game under your belt before the regular season always is a chance of an injury. But I think the chances are that he won't get injured and let him play that way. The rust is out when it really begins the regular season. I think that's a good idea. All right, Arnie. Well, look, uh, thanks for the phone call. This is what Rodgers wants. Rodgers gets what he wants. Whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, he gets. That's the deal. You know the deal when you make the deal. And you're hoping that by giving him everything he wants, he's going to give you everything you want. So 
This is what he feels like he needs. It's not, it's, it has nothing to do with being on the turf or getting the rust. He just feels like this is what he needs to do. So for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what the reason is. He, it came to him in a dream. It doesn't matter. This is what he needs. This is what he gets. I like that it's unanimous that I'm getting smarter. Love that. It's unanimous. Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, good morning, GD. Uh, hello, Harvey. Hello, Joe. Uh, shout out to the company. I wanted to also chime in on that. I do think you are getting smarter uh, or, or wiser as we yes. go on in the years. Wiser and Start smarter. to remember a lot, lot, lot of things. So, <laughs> so you know, so so a lot of the trivia questions just become easy over time. Um, I had a uh, I had a jet point, and you know, because I, I was going back and forth, you know, with Joe, you know, because we all we 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 all know. What what, what what you are doing, you know, I still remember you. You, you, you so. said this before, Jose. You said this before. <laughs> and Buddha's kind of, I know what you're doing. What am I doing? <laughs> what, what am I doing? What is this master plan? I'm just telling you, I'm not smart enough to get Jeopardy answers it, until recently. It, it, what is it, this master it, plan that I have about the Jets? It's this master plan of hoping and predicting the best outcome, uh-huh. but really wanting them to really wanting them to epically fail. Because I still remember the time where you thought that Mangini was gonna somehow upset Bill Belichick in the playoffs, and the student would teach the teacher. And then you know, as soon as we lost that game, you you, you end up going on your MySpace writing a three paragraph. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, Jose, oh, you're really holding a grudge. You went on my MySpace. I mean, come. <laughs> Come on, this is like I'm a joking, I'm joking. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so here's my point. <laughs> you know I'm joking with you. But but so like what point. what's the like if I get it wrong, what's the benefit for me? You, I mean, you, you you're making it out like to... I have this 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 ulterior motive by saying that all I'm saying, and I'm you not the only one who said it. The fact <laughs> I have them 15 and 2, all I'm saying is they don't have to go 15 and 2 for me to be right. They have to win the division. They have to be competing for the number one seed this year, and they clearly obviously have to be a playoff team that, that you're expecting throughout the course of the season. By you get to week eight, you realize the Jets are definitely making the playoffs this year. They have to be one of the best teams in football this year. That's all that I'm predicting. And there's no ulterior motive. I just I think that they're going to be really good. All right. So I, I, I hope so, too. And the thing is, is to me, because uh, I, I totally see where this team is, and, like, I totally get all the criticism towards Joe Douglas. I totally get all the criticism towards Salah because, you know, it looks like they're unproven, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, but to me, I, I always felt like the moment that I knew that I could trust this management, the, 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 this set of, you know, with Salah and Joe Douglas was when they admit that they made a mistake. And when they admit that they made a mistake with Zach Wilson and they benched him and they went and stood up to ownership where ownership clearly had a hand in Zach Wilson. Uh, it, it was very clear. It was very clear that I saw what I saw was uh, a, a competent team here working together in collaboration that admitted that they made a mistake. We wanted to move on, and now that they're pretty much you're, you're seeing you're seeing why why because you saw the defense was was very solid. You saw that even with the bad offensive line play, every other quarterback looked so much better. 
And also, you saw that the offensive weapons looked a lot better with the other with, with, with the other quarterback. So that's kind of where where I kind of give them a little bit of a pass. But as you mentioned, all those names where you keep traumatizing me with the Lance, you know, Trey Lance, you know, take, mm, yeah, you know, because because that's the same with the Jets. We passed Absolutely. up on all those players. For yep. Zach Wilson, yep, and I will never ever forget that because I because t- like when I see Penny Sewell, when I see Kyle Pitts, when I see Jamar Chase, when I see all these great players Mike that came after that, yeah. and they're they're awesome, yeah, it, they it, it awesome. really gets me annoyed. So I, I hear you, Jose. I, I hear. Thank you for the phone call. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it would have to get you a little ticked off. You're saying that the Jets admitted that they made a mistake with Zach. Well, I mean. It wasn't like they had to really go out on a limb. It was pretty obvious to everybody that they made a mistake. So I don't know how much credit you give them for 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 admitting. All right, this is this is the normal. There was no way. I mean, that would be a fireable offense if they came in after this last season and said, "No, nah, we're gonna we're gonna run it back. We got to give them one more year. One more year." Mitch is in East Windsor. Mitch, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, how you doing? I'm good. What's up? What do you got? How are those guys doing at uh, Jeopardy? They must know a lot. They must do a lot of study. Especially when there's money involved. People will uh, go all, all out. Um, yeah, that was a good trade by uh, Dallas. I thought maybe, I thought maybe uh, Jess should have thought about that. Don't give With Trey more. Lance? I don't think uh, Zach is going to be right home about it. He's like another Mike Liner for me. And um, USC, starting tonight. I mean, it's early in the season, but I think he's all 12 and 0. And Lincoln Ryan's going to have one quarterback after another. Uh, Mitch, we're going to have to let you. I, I can't understand a single thing. Is it just me? I could not understand a single word Mitch was saying. Could you guys understand a thing, single thing he was saying? Maybe he's just saving the best puff for leftovers. But I couldn't understand the word. I understood that they were words, but it, it, it I couldn't make out what they were. I heard Trey. I was like, it was like just picking out little individual bits and pieces. You think that makes no sense? <laughs> it did not. I, if you're asking me a question, I can't understand the question. No, I meant the Trey Lance bit that you said made no sense. You don't no, think that? The, he said that the, the, that the jet that was a good trade, and the Jets should have done that. Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? Who'd you take? What is option C? Gordon Damon. No, I don't. Maybe if you could throw both of them on the field at the same time, you might have. Something. <laughs> you think that'll happen? Yeah, I, look, it couldn't be worse than. <laughs> see, I know by themselves it didn't work. So no, I, I don't think that that was. Uh, I don't think that that's one that the Jets missed out on. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's What I Learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Genius, Gordon Damer. uh, In case you're just joining the show, we've taken calls and everyone agrees I am getting smarter. Now, my wife has not called in. We will keep that from her. Form her after the show is over. But this little segment here, 1030 every Saturday, at least during the football season, we will run what I learned this week on TikTok. Now, if you've never heard it before, how this works is I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. But the reason I do 
is because I learned such interesting and uh, yet completely useless information. So what I do is I take that information and we've crafted a little segment where we give some airtime to the people on the show, put them in the spotlight for a little while. Harvey, Joe today. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which are what I've completely just made up. It's completely untrue. But one of these pieces of information, while it sounds ridiculous, is true, and it is something that I have learned this week on TikTok. Now, Harvey and Joe, they participate in this segment quite regularly. If I'm being honest, they have not done very well. But, you know, another thing I learned on TikTok this week, guys, is you usually feel your dumbest when you've just learned something. So you have to spin this into being a positive. Now, speaking of dumb Jeopardy, yeah, can we just get me, Harvey, Jacob, and we can work on getting Brian Munguia back yeah. and just have probably the worst crew of what I learned on TikTok, and you just have a spree. Like, we do an hour of it. We blow it out for an hour. We could do that. Uh, now, I'd have to... I will admit to you, this segment is becoming increasingly difficult to pull off. One, because... I feel like I've kind of scraped the bottom of the barrel of, of things that I've learned. I'm running out of interesting but yet useless information. And and I'll be honest with you also, the most difficult part of this is coming up with the fake stuff. I, the amount of time that I am <laughs> wasting in the course of a week. I thought I stumbled upon something this week. I said, you know what? I'll throw it into ChatGPT. ChatGPT, give me a list of believable but ridiculous sounding fake facts and chat gpt says oh i can't spread in mis misinformation you're gonna lead to the downfall of western society can you just make my job a little easier but they said no you might have to have a burner tiktok account yeah I, it's, it's becoming it's becoming very very difficult to come up with these uh, stupid things but i have them for this week anyway you'll be happy to know so let's roll it out. Who's batting lead off today? Joe, Harvey, who's going? Uh, you know, let's get me out the way. I'll, I'll go I'll, first. We'll get you out of the way right off the bat, my friend. All right, Harvey. Number one, unfrosted Pop-Tarts have more calories than frosted Pop-Tarts. Number two, pirates are responsible for why we in this country drive on the right and the British drive on the left. Number three, Nickelback has more Grammys than Led Zeppelin. Or number four, ostriches poop on average 50 times a day due to the fact that they have three stomachs. All right, so to recap again, let Harvey get his thoughts and his bearings. One of these is true, three of these are false. Number one, unfrosted Pop-Tarts have more calories than frosted Pop-Tarts. Number two, pirates are responsible for why we drive on the right and the British drive on the left. The band Nickelback has won more Grammys than Led Zeppelin. Or number four, ostriches poop on average 50 times a day due to the fact they have three stomachs. Are we sure we're going with the one that's true in this round? Yes. One of these is true. Oh, man. Gosh. I'm going to go with Nickelback. Nickelback. Nickelback has won more Grammys than Led Zeppelin. You yep. can lock that in. Harvey's up to his old tricks. No, that is false. No, that is false. I don't believe Nickelback has ever won a Grammy. Now, I can see why you would pick that one, because you think, oh, how old are the Grammys? Was Led Zeppelin around for the Grammys? That one, I can see why you would pick that one. But no, that's incorrect. 
Don't tell anybody in your life Nickelback. You know, Nickelback is one more Grammy. No, that's not true. I know nothing about Nickelback, and the fact that I knew nothing about Nickelback to answer about Nickelback tells you all you need to know about Nickelback. Yeah. So I will not, go not with- a strong strategy to go with the first thing you don't know anything about. All right, so to recap, you got three left. Unfrosted Pop-Tarts have more calories than frosted ones. Number two, pirates are responsible for why we in this country drive on the right and the British drive on the left. Or it was number four, now number three, ostriches poop on average 50 times a day due to the fact they have three stomachs. Do they really have three stomachs? Yes. They do? Yes. Well, I can't tell. If I tell you something's wrong about it, then you're going to know it's false. So, yes. I'm just asking a question here. Yes. So, I'll go with that one. I'll go with the ostriches. Oh, the ostriches, yes. Locked in? Locked in? They do have three stomachs, but no, they don't poop 50 times. Wouldn't you get any? How would they ever get around to sticking their heads in this? I hate this. I'm half right, and I still get it wrong. Right. Makes no sense. No. So now you're down to two. The two that you've probably eliminated right off the bat are the, still the two that are remaining. One, unfrosted Pop-Tarts have more calories than frosted ones. Or number two, pirates are responsible for why we drive on the right and the British drive on the left. By the way, the s'mores Pop-Tarts pot are the best. Okay. Number one. So mm-hmm. I'll go with the pirates. The pirates? Yes. I flipping you on you. Pop-Tarts. No, never. Locked in? All right. Yeah, another 0-3, 0 for 3 performance for serious, Harvey. Man? Yeah. Unfrosted Pop-Tarts uh, have more calories than frosted. Well, I'm not exactly sure why. I, I knew why, but I've forgotten it. I, I, was, I was too busy answering Jeopardy questions. But, yeah, unfrosted Pop-Tarts have more calories than frosted Pop-Tarts for whatever. I think it's more dough used or something. You have to, like, even out the, the package size so it has more of whatever they're wrapping those things in, a dough or whatever it is, bread. They bread? It's not bread, but whatever. Pastry. 0 for 3 for Harvey on this one. All right, so, Joe, you can't do any worse than your, your partner there, your tag team partner in incorrect answers. You ready to go here, my friend? I really like this series of questions for you. Oh, wow. I wonder why. Well, I just I, I just like this series. Sometimes the second one is better than the first one. It just I, I allow you guys to pick who goes first. So Don't you're saying games. this is harder. I wouldn't say it's harder. I think that the the, the questions, uh, the the pieces of information are more interesting. Let's put it that way. All right, let's roll. Number one, the actor Kevin Bacon owns an animal sanctuary that deals exclusively with surrendered, abandoned, or seized potbelly pigs who are products of the pet pig trade. Number two, one agent, when they got started, one agent was responsible for managing both the Beastie Boys and the Jerky Boys. Number three, Gordon Lightfoot. His song Sundown was written about the woman who killed John Belushi. Or number four, Fonzie on Happy Days originally was going to wear a leather vest, but the popularity of the village people at the time made them switch to a leather jacket instead. So again, to recap, these are a little wordy. The actor Kevin Bacon owns an animal sanctuary that deals exclusively with potbelly pigs. Number two, one agent, when they both got started, one agent represented both the Beastie Boys and the Jerky Boys. Number three, the singer Gordon Lightfoot's song, Sundown. He wrote that song about the woman who killed John Belushi. 
Or number four, Fonzie on Happy Days was originally going to wear a leather vest, but because of the popularity of the village people, the show creators made them switch it to a leather jacket instead. Now, a couple of questions for Joe, who's, who's on the younger side. Do you know who the Jerky Boys even are? I love the Jerky Boys. Okay. Absolutely Do you know who Gordon Lightfoot is? I've heard the song, yes. Okay. Do you know who Fonzie is? Yes. All right. And you've heard of Kevin Bacon? Obviously, I've heard All right. Of Kevin well, Bacon. fire away then, my friend. This is not easy. No, not easy. Um, I will... I'll start off with... Just because of agent diversification, mm -hmm. I'll start with Beastie Boys and Jerky Boys at one point having the same agent. All Locking right. that in. Lock it in. It would be fascinating if it were true, but no, that's not. That's not. Not a lot of crossover between the Beastie Boys and the Jerky Boys. Although I'd love to see what they could do together. I, I'm, I'm big fans of both their work. Great separately would Great be separately, tremendous would, right. together. You stuck your chocolate in my peanut butter. My peanut butter hit your chocolate. I think it would be fantastic. So, again, you're now down to uh, three. The actor Kevin Bacon owns an animal sanctuary that deals with uh, potbelly pigs. Gordon Lightfoot's song, Sundown, was written about the woman who killed John Belushi. Or uh, now number three was number four. Fonzie was going to wear a leather vest, but the village people made them change it to a leather jacket instead. Does this count as a second degree of Kevin Bacon? Because I'm Could. taking him second. I'll lock that in with right, his uh, in. potbelly pig sanctuary. It would be great if he did, but no, Kevin Bacon is not involved in the pet pig trade. <laughs> no, that is that's not true. That's just what I came up with on my own. Uh, all right, so now you're down to two. I feel like I'm pitching like a no-hitter or a perfect game here. I have a chance to shut out Joe after shutting out Harvey. So you got Gordon Lightfoot, the song Sundown, written about the woman who killed John Belushi, or Fonzie on Happy Days was going to wear a leather vest, but uh, the village people made them switch it to a leather jacket instead. Let's go with Sundown being about the death of John Belushi, or the right. murder of John Belushi. All right. Lock it in. Lock it in. Yes, that is actually correct. Now, it's not about the murder of John Belushi, but the, the woman... She had had a long, uh, sometimes story relationship with Gordon Lightfoot as well, and uh, she would later go on. And well, we, we all know that. All right, let's move on. Uh, so, uh, Joe, good job there, my friend. You got one of them at least. Uh, now, so for the last question, we allow the, the the two guys to team up, but this time we switch it up. This time, three true facts and one lie. And now you've got to spot the line. We switch it up because we want to make it a little harder on them. I don't know that we necessarily need to. See, that's what happened. I mentioned the no-hitter. I mentioned the perfect game. Joe spoiled it. Never mentioned the no-hitter or the perfect game, uh, ever. Apparently. So it's fine if you're Michael K. You, you can do those things. Me, I can't do those things. Well, Michael's never called a no-hitter or a perfect game before. No, on he On the has. TV, he anyway. Called, yeah, he called uh, Corey Kluber's. Oh, that's last right. last year. I totally forgot. See, the, the ending of last year's Yankee season made it, that no-hitter completely irrelevant to me. Right. All right, here we go. We got th a four here. Three of them are true. One of them is false. Number one. You ready, Harvey? You, you back in the game here? Yeah, sure. All right, okay. Uh, number one, if you type the word askew into Google, your screen will turn askew. Number two, hippos cannot swim or even float because they're too fat. Number three, scientists have taught monkey sign language. 
but only Coco the gorilla has ever asked any questions. Or number four, it took four years to come up with the design for the outside of the Oreo. So again, to recap, you guys, team up, go your separate ways, whatever you want to do. Number one, if you type askew on Google, your screen will turn askew. Number two, hippos can't swim or float because they're too fat. Number three, scientists have taught monkeys sign language, but only Coco the gorilla has ever asked a question. Or number four, it took four years to come up with the original design for the outside of the Oreo. Oh, man. Going for the lie here. Uh-huh. We're looking to spot the lie. What do, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go with the Oreo. Okay, you're lo locking in the Oreo. Joe, locking obviously, Oreo. don't don't go with Harvey. That's the best thing you can do. Harvey, when was the last time you got one of these right? How long have we been doing this? Today is, what, the 26th? Yeah. Let me see Have here. you gotten one right this summer? I do have a drop of me getting one right. Oh, really? Let me see. The, this is it was on like dated, a cart from back in the day? This was radio, inside radio term. This is on my sister's birthday on June 24th. Okay, so you have. It's been it's it's been a little while. It's been two like, months. You know, squirrel playing it every week, but okay, that's okay. Blind squirrel, that's it. Nice, nice. All right, Joe, what do you got? I feel Show's like I'm we gotta get cheating a little bit because I know the first one's correct. Okay. So you can eliminate that one. I'm gonna lock in the monkey and the scientist with Coco, Coco the gorilla. With Coco the gorilla being the only the one to ask a question. Yes. I will tell you, one of you is correct and one of you is is incorrect. And how do you think that broke down? Yes, Joe, you got it right. Yes, no. For for teaching these monkeys sign language for forever, they've learned up to about 200 signs. They have never once asked a question, and that's probably good for us as humans. Uh, the other three are all true. It, if you type in askew on Google, your screen will turn askew. Hippos are too dense, so they cannot swim or float. They just kind of run along there and jump up and do that. Uh, and it did take four years to come up with the original design for the outside of the Oreo. So great round, guys. Good job, as always. And that is what I learned this week on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, good job, as always, yeah. Yes, as, as always. And uh, that is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, you, whether you've wanted to or not, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We've put it off long enough, people. We have to talk about the Yankees. Oh, my God. We'll have an intervention on them next. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I don't so like that this game. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. We've still not – we've touched a lot on Jets and Giants today. We've not touched on the Yankees. We've not talked about Otani. We've not talked about the Mets. We'll get to leftovers at the end of the show as we, as we will now start to do on a regular basis. But I did want to touch on the Yankees. We put it off long enough, and they've been a hot topic mainly because they've been a dumpster fire. Dumpster fires become hot topics on Sports Talk Radio. And with this week with the nine-game losing streak and then, of course, Brian Cashman's press conference, and at least he admitted that the season's been a disaster. Uh, you think? You think? Uh, well, here's the thing. The Yankees have, have driven a lot of the conversation on the station and with fans. I, I don't want to have the same old conversation about the Yankees. We, we know. We, we get it. <laughs> We've beaten the dead horse. I don't need to have any more conversations about the analytics. 
I don't need to have any more conversations about the Stanton move. I don't need to hear any more criticism of Aaron Boone. I, I heard somebody the other, I think it was our show, called up and said, well, you know, the real problem, they got to allow these guys to have beards and long hair. I mean, see what Brian Cashman has done to the fan base? We're spiraling people. But there have been two specific new narratives that I have heard this week surrounding the Yankees. Two of them. And they're both outright laughably wrong. One is, you can't fire Brian Cashman after one bad season. He's, he's been great. 30 years, you have one bad season. You can't get rid of the guy after one bad season. That's not true. If you run through the last decade, the last 11 years, six times, they've either not made the playoffs like they won't make them this year, or they got into the playoffs, they lost a game, and they were out, which essentially is the same thing. This for the team that has the second highest payroll in the sport since the end of the 2009 run, which was really 2012. They did four straight years of absolutely nothing, winning 84, 85 games a year. What are we talking about? Maybe for other organizations, that would be good. Not when you're spending either the most or the second most in the sport. You're slightly above 500. You've squandered the opportunity of 2017. And for the people who say, oh, he's only had one bad year, how many years does he have to be to be bad? Isn't it about, it's like a free agent almost. You're projecting forward. All right, what, we know what we're, the situation we're in now. We can't do anything about the past. How are we going to fix it in the future? So I would just simply ask, how many years does it have to be bad? Because it's not exactly like the future is bright right now. So that's one narrative I, that I've heard is, that is absolutely ridiculous. Well, he's had one bad year in 30 years. Yes, it's been 30 years of unmitigated success. But that tells you what the Yankees view as success. Simply being above 500 which they can't even accomplish, it doesn't seem like, this year. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get more on the Yankees. We'll take your phone calls as we lead you up until noon today, right here, Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.